You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Welcome to Voice Junkie. Newsflash, Facebook is a trash company and its CEO and co-founder, Mark Zuckerberg, is a trash person. The company and CEO is under scrutiny this week for being asleep at the wheel for so long when it comes to hate speech being advertised on Facebook. Facebook has been under fire for years since the election of 2016. You know the whole story with Cambridge Analytics. Uh, analytics company out of Cambridge, Massachusetts, who was able to get access and data in regards to people and their personalities, their profiles, etc. They then use that data to do hyper-focused targeting on people when it came to the campaign and feeding them propaganda that's not true and when you have that type of power and that type of ability to disseminate information that isn't accurate it can definitely persuade millions of people a truth that isn't true or or a lie that isn't true so with that being said uh, let me read this headline here coca-cola joins facebook boycott with a pause on all social media advertising starting july 1st now this whole thing started because of this campaign put together by uh two outdoor companies one of the most popular outdoor companies north face and patagonia uh their campaign is called stop hate for profit now they rolled this thing out i believe it was a week or so ago and plenty of other companies have followed suit which is terrible news for Facebook. So you have Coca-Cola who came on board. You had uh, the NAACP. And then you also have other companies involved like Verizon, to name a few. So let's read a couple quotes here. So starting on July 1st, the Coca-Cola company will pause paid advertising on all social media platforms globally for at least 30 days. Now, Facebook, Twitter, and you know Instagram and these companies are being punished by a lot of corporations because a lot of corporations are saying to these companies, look, you guys have been complicit at allowing a ton of hate speech to circulate the internet unchecked. Now, granted, Twitter has done a lot better as of late. Jack Dorsey, CEO and founder, one of the founders of Twitter, has been flagging tweets from like the president that are not true at all and have other meanings to it. So they've been checking and putting disclaimers underneath certain tweets. Uh, and they've been doing a good job in taking the initiative as of late to get things done. Now, granted, better late than never, but they're on the ball and doing exactly what they should have done from the beginning. It's good to see, again, late, but it's better than nothing. Also, the company has said in this quote, let me read further this Coca-Cola uh, statement. We will take this time to reassess our advertising standards and policies to determine whether revisions are needed internally and what more we should expect of our social media partners to rid the platforms of hate, violence, and inappropriate content. We will let them know we expect greater accountability action and transparency from them now he's talking about all of the social media platforms he's talking about again twitter instagram facebook but primarily facebook because facebook has had this no care attitude when it comes to the advertising that they allow to be displayed on their platform they've done it for years and now they're being called on it and this is great news because it's taking money out of the pocket of facebook Mark Zuckerberg personally lost $7 billion because of all of these companies that pulled their advertising. So Facebook stock, as predicted, dipped 
a ton. I mean, they've lost like $50 billion or something crazy like that total because of this commitment from all these companies. Also, a big major advertising company, Unilever, or whatever how you pronounce it is U-N-I-L-E-V-E-R. They are one of the biggest marketing advertising companies on the internet online. And they also have joined this um, this movement, this Stop Hate for Profit campaign. So Facebook is getting hit hard in their pocketbooks. And companies like Facebook, this is how you attack and make a difference. Other companies have to step in and, and strip away the power that these companies have, these big social media platforms. They have so much power. They have the eyes of millions, hundreds of millions, even billions of people in a, in a sense of Facebook. So to see all of these companies unite again, albeit late, but to see them getting in front and really pushing this initiative is definitely helpful for all of us. Here is another quote. This continues a significant trend of major brands, including Unilever, I'm butchering this, sorry, Unilever, Lever, and Verizon, committing to pause Facebook ads for at least the month of July. Since Color of Change and its partners, including the ADL and NAACP, launched the campaign on June 17, over 100 brands have signed up. Color of Change president Rashad Robinson said on Friday that chocolate brand Hershey's is also joining the boycott. Now, Facebook comes back with their with a quote in regards to this whole movement that's happening. Facebook says, quote, we invest billions of dollars each year to keep our community safe and continuously work with outside experts to review and update our policies. Furthermore, we now we know we have more work to do and we'll continue to work with civil rights groups, GARM, and other experts to develop even more tools, technology, and policies to continue this fight. It's just lip service. Facebook is an immoral company. They only care about their bottom line. They don't give a shit about ethics. I mean, I know this because I'm reading a book called Bitcoin Billionaires. It's the story of Tyler and Cameron Winklevoss and how they made their billions of dollars off of Bitcoin. And there were a lot of damaging quotes in that book so far that shows or illustrates how much of a deplorable human being Mark Zuckerberg is. And I don't think that the movie The Social Network did any justice <laughs> at all when showing who Mark Zuckerberg really is. I mean, they did paint around the edges, but they did leave out specific details like the fact that on campus, his hard drive was confiscated by the Harvard board and school to investigate when he hacked into the system. And a ton of really, really incriminating things came out of that investigation. A lot of quotes that is just damaging to the character of, of Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, I, I, when I was listening to the book, one quote stood out to me that Mark Zuckerberg said when he was chatting with a friend in regards to uh, screwing over the Winklevoss brothers. He said this one quote, and it stuck with me. The quote reads out, you could be unethical, but still legal. This is who Mark Zuckerberg is. <laughs> He's an extremely unethical person, morally corrupted, and he just has no moral compass at all. And for all of this stuff to be happening to him, it's just with the doctor order because this guy is just not good. He's not a he's not a leader. He he's arguably not as smart as everyone makes him out to be. So to see him lose a little money, to see him lose seven billion dollars of his 80 plus billion dollar net worth, it's a little it, it leaves a little smile on my face.
It does for sure, you know, but these companies, again, they have way too much power and it's good to see other major companies step up, especially when these companies are huge contributors to their uh, revenue stream. And if you don't attack companies' revenue streams, they won't listen. That's how you get into companies' psyche. You get into their psyche by stripping them of their wealth. When you strip people and, and, and companies of their wealth, things seem to change mighty fast. So we'll definitely see how this goes. Um, let me read another quote. Uh, this quote is from the campaign. Uh, Today, we are asking all businesses to stand in solidarity with our most deeply held American values of freedom, equality, and justice and not advertise on Facebook ser uh, services in July. Let's send Facebook a powerful message. Your profits will never be worth promoting hate, bigotry, racism, anti-Semitism, and violence. Hear, hear to that. You know, definitely hat tip to these companies and trying to make a difference and trying to get these guys to act and behave in a responsible way that they should have always been behaving when it comes to hate speech. That goes for Twitter. That goes for Instagram. That goes for Facebook. That goes for the rest of them. Time to be responsible. Time to do your effing jobs for once for the better good of the rest of society. In other news, Microsoft will permanently close all of their uh, retail store locations. Um, they will only keep open four locations. That's in uh, NYC, one location there, and London and Sydney, Australia, and lastly on campus at Redmond in uh, Washington. This is crazy because Microsoft made such a big push when it came to their retail presence, obviously to compete against Apple, but it hasn't really taken off the way they expected to take, take off. And you know, with the pandemic and everything that's going on as far as the social unrest in the country, it was just a death nail in a coffin for, you know, this 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 idea that Microsoft had to be competitive. In reality, though, Microsoft's doing great. Their stock has been doing great. They're doing really good things. They, they're, they're innovating. They're cool, man. I mean, I hate to say it. No, I don't hate to say it. It's just refreshing to see that Microsoft is a cool company and it's doing cool things finally. It's not your mom and dad's Microsoft. It's not your mom and dad Windows. It is definitely a new and improved, more functional, more cooler company. So for them to close down the locations, it's terrible news, obviously, for people. I mean, this is going to lay off thousands of people. I'm not sure what's going to happen to those people. Uh, hopefully they'll get some assistance because everybody is in real dire needs at this moment with the pandemic. You know, a lot of potential opportunities can't be had right now because we're pretty much still on a permanent lockdown. I mean, we have no choice because we are fighting against an invisible enemy, an enemy that doesn't discriminate on race, that doesn't discriminate on how much money you have in your bank account. It is indiscriminate in its approach when it comes to systematically taking down any and everything in its path. So to see companies like Microsoft have to really fold their tents and lay a bunch of people off, it's unfortunate. It is very unfortunate. But let's be real, man. Microsoft is a services company at this point. They don't really need to have a physical storefront. And besides, having a brick and mortar style business where it's a storefront and uh, it's it's antiquated at this point. Not a lot of people really shop in person like they used to, especially now. 
you know, this new normal that's going to come and which is pretty much next year. I mean, this year is a wrap, but next year it's going to be totally different than we've ever seen because all of these habits that we've had to learn, new habits we had to learn this year, it's definitely going to carry over in the foreseeable future. So for Microsoft to close down their stores, yes, it, it's it's going to hurt the economy because they're going to be laying off a ton of people. But as far as the business is concerned and how it functions, it's not going to do very much. It's going to it's going to save them a ton of money. It's going to save them hundreds of millions of dollars, probably billions of dollars on their books. Um, I'm sure their investors on the stock market are going to be elated that a bunch of people got laid off so they can make an extra couple coins in their pocket. But fundamentally, like I said, it's not going to really you know, hurt anything that Microsoft is doing because Again, they're a services company. They don't need to. They're not selling. <laughs> they're not selling Microsoft 365 discs like they used to. Now everything's online. You could purchase Microsoft 365 online. You could purchase Surface Books and everything that they have to offer online. Not to mention, you have all the third-party stores: Best Buy, uh, Target, um, you name it. You Amazon. You have all these third-party options. So it's really you know redundant it seems to have a physical store location, especially when you're trying to compete against someone like Apple. I mean, I see this store in my mall, my local mall, and I walk by it all the time. Actually, I don't think I ever walked in the Microsoft store because eh, I don't really care. Like, why would I want to go and see a bunch of Surface books? You know, so that that's uh, that's the news item for Microsoft. Let's see, you know, hopefully those people who will be losing their jobs Hopefully they can land on their feet and, um, you know, take care of themselves and more importantly, take care of their families. Let's transition to some more positive technology news. Let's talk about a little bit about um, Apple's WWDC announcement. So every year, guys, uh, Apple has their annual developer conference, which is their big event where they talk about all the latest and greatest that they plan on releasing to everyone in the near future pertaining to new software developments, new hardware developments, and uh, even television deals and things of that nature. So this year, obviously, they showed off iOS 14, and it's going to be somewhat of a really big upgrade because it's going to introduce a ton of features that we've been asking for as iPhone users for years like uh widgets they're finally finally going to allow us to put our apps in widget form so there's going to be a lot of cool developments in that so you can you're, you're able to do a feature where you can stack apps on top of each other and have them be a scrolling widget instead of just being individual apps on your screen taking up space you can have your screen be just filled with widgets instead of apps you can do that you can also finally do something that I care about, which is a little small upgrades, is change the default web browser, change the default mail app. What does that mean? So that means like when you go into a link or you you, you click a link and it always kicks you out into uh, Safari, for example, when you want it to kick you to Google Chrome or Firefox or in my case, Brave, uh, You'll be able to do that in this one. So just how you're able to change out your keyboard, you'll be able to change out your web browser, uh, your default web browser, and finally change out your default mail app. So, I, you know, all the people that I know don't do not use 
Apple's default mail app because let's just face it, it's garbage. So a lot of people use Gmail, like myself, and some you know, and I occasionally use Outlook as well. The great news is you can pick those two apps finally. So I can finally pick Gmail and people who pick Outlook can finally pick Outlook as their default. So every time you hit a link on your browser that says you, you know, like a email and then it pulls up the Apple Mail client instead of your client of your choice, that will be no more. Now you finally get to pick the client of your choice. So there's just a ton of other little minuscule things um, that improves and polishes the current iOS 13 build that we're on. Um, so it's just good to see. It's good to see these upgrades. They don't have to be major upgrades. They just have to be really good upgrades that allow you to go about your day-to-day -day business in a more uh, economically friendly way, a more, I don't know, um, efficient way. So it's cool to see that. And also another big news item that came out of WWDC was the company will now be able to be more self-sufficient when it comes to their MacBook line. So what does that mean? They will be using their own processors that's developed under uh, ARM. Without being too super technical, ARM processors are really efficient when it comes to power consumption and speed. So instead of using Intel processor, where you always see on your MacBooks or on your Windows laptops like Intel Core i7 or Core i5 and all these other different cores, you won't see that in the new MacBooks coming out later this year. You'll still get some Intel-based ones, but you will definitely start seeing more uh, Apple-based MacBooks in the near future. So that's going to be really cool. Uh, what I'm looking for out of all of that is whether or not Apple will make those MacBooks running their processors cheaper than the ones running the Intel processors. But we're talking about Apple here, people. I mean, when, what, when do they ever make anything cheaper to benefit consumers? So hopefully we cross our fingers and they make these new MacBooks coming down the line um, a little bit cheaper, a little bit more affordable. You know, not a ton cheaper, but, you know, a couple, you know, 100, 200 bucks cheaper would be definitely a welcome surprise for those looking for upgrades to a new laptop in the near future. So, yeah, that's that's all the positive news to, to share with you guys for this week. Um, thank you for listening for this week's podcast episode. This is episode 50, believe it or not. We're getting halfway to 100. We're there. Thank you for tuning in. As always, support independent media. You can support this podcast on patreon.com slash voice junkie. You become a believer for a dollar a month or you become a boss for $5 a month. And that comes with special gifts like being able to get the podcast a day early and being able to see full video of episodes that we record on video, things of that nature. And of course, 10% off on future merchandise. A lot of good deals, as you can tell. So please support. And again, thank you for tuning in. Check you next week. Peace.